0: dive right in
1: dive right Fast in away. yeah you're doing the podcast
0: yes Tara <laughs> so we're doing a we're doing a special episode tonight uh this is the second one-on-one I was gonna do one with Jake Kurtz a while back and it wound up turning into the Tampa Symposium with Mike DeVidio, which was awesome but uh I wanted to get a totally fresh voice on the show and Tara and I flew up to near Pittsburgh near home to see my niece for the first time which I mentioned occurred <laughs> whenever we, Tara and I went to Japan. So Paige is now the newest member of the family and I wanted to interview somebody very special to me who is Michael, my brother, to talk about what it's like becoming a dad because he's one of the obviously closest people to me in my life and Michael's been through lots of cool and and exciting changes in his life. He bought, you know, he got married, bought a house and everything, but nothing quite changes your life like having a child, I don't think. So, Michael, say hi to the Craftheads podcast. Hello, Al. Yes. <laughs> My brother, everybody.
2: Yes, indeed. So, your question is just
0: about... First of all, there's no format. Just oh, okay. speak freely, but...
2: Yeah, so. how has your life changed? So, I would say—I mean, there's a million different cliches that can be thrown out there, and they're all cliches for a reason. Which, um, they're all—they're all true. Um, you know, it's—it's it's an absolute miracle. You'll never experience anything like it in your life. I mean, all—all all those things are very true, and there is no but. It's—they're all true, and—and—and and, and I got to experience them. And I mean, from the minute that we um, admitted Ashley into the hospital, I mean, from that moment on, I mean, we went into that hospital, you know, 30, 31 years of knowing one way of life. And we came out literally completely different night and day and, you know, coming home with another human being. And um, one of those cliches that I I mentioned is, uh, you know, everybody says, well, when you look at. Look into the eyes, or you look at your baby for the very first time. There's nothing like it in the world, and this is nothing against Ashley or anybody else, like meaning our marriage or anything. But it's it's true. It's mm-hmm. true. Like when you first see it, and I, I I of course saw Paige before Ashley did, just because you know I was in the room for the whole thing. Some fathers choose not to be, whether it's due to they just don't want to be or weak stomach, whatever it is. That's fine. I was in there you know the entire time from beginning to end so I got to see everything and um including you know my daughter the delivery the the delivery and um (laughs) so that was that was really really amazing and those first couple nights were you know just surreal because all of a sudden it's it's not just the two of you and the first time we've sort of got this feeling was when we got Riley our, our little dog and that's a staunch difference but point being it's like another life you're responsible for that's not a cat frankly
0: yeah that, Cats was, are easy. You know, that was
2: challenging for us and we had to get through that but I mean it was I, I still view it as unbelievable practice for us to sort of get prepped for a little human being and yeah I think that that was that was great and so you know and ever since we brought Paige home it's been it's been a learning curve. It is for every set of parents since the beginning of time, but I mean we're now going through it and you know through all the late nights and all the screaming and the crying, but then there's also the smiles and the laughs and you know getting to share the baby and everybody wants to hold her and that excitement for the family. So I mean that's that's been really really wonderful as well. So today she Paige is is it 6 weeks now? She was born on March 29th. So what's today? It's just over a month. Okay,
0: so I don't remember. All I remember is Tim Ball, our dad, saying something about babies are able to consciously smile. He said technically today Paige meets that criteria. Yeah,
2: yeah, we actually think that we had a colleague of mine and her fiancé over this past Wednesday and... We believe, I mean, who knows, but we believe in our observation of Paige that it was truly the first time that she was consciously smiling Mm -hmm. because it was due to, like, we were playing with her and everything like that, but whenever Laura, my colleague, came up and made eye contact with her, Paige started following her with her eyes, and then, you know, she was... You know, like, making giggles and, like, yeah, 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 and all that stuff. But then she started to actually smile, like, socially at her. And that was kind of cool to see. Because we think all the previous smiles have just been coincidence. Yeah. Muscle movement and nothing more.
0: Yeah. Well, I I had a a little bit of a... And I'm I'm glad I'm getting to share this with people. Because there might be some people who are able to relate. I don't know. Some listeners have, you know, siblings who maybe are having children and things. And today was was a wild experience for me because any time I've ever seen a baby first of all I mean Paige is a newborn you know six six or whatever we said a month old that is very very young and new but any other time I've seen a baby the closest I've gotten really might be like a cousin or something right and I'm this is one of those times when I'm probably forgetting something and I'm going to feel like a real big piece of shit later but point is you and I are the we're the only siblings we have. So that's as close as it gets to having our own children, Tara. One day, maybe. maybe. We'll see. <laughs> and so it was a completely different experience witnessing Paige in person. And I was I was stressed out. Mm-hmm. Uh you, you witnessed it earlier. I and it's not the crying didn't bother me at all. And maybe that's also because it it's fam- she is family and and it wasn't anything like that. I am floored by how helpless and useless babies that young are and fragile. Like, I, I actually, I had to sort of build myself up to, to hold her. Yeah. And I'm glad that I just sort of did it on a whim. There was, seemed like a good opportunity. And as I said, I had to sit down on the couch and do it. But, wow, she's really small and fragile and they can't hold their heads up and that's no. horrifying you're not
2: the only one that feels that way like whenever uh whenever sean and mel who are our cousins came to the hospital when we were there to see little Paige, you know mel being you know the mother and the female like picked her up immediately was loving it and she was like sean do you want to hold the baby and he just immediately said no sorry you break it you buy it yeah <laughs> that sounds like sean yeah yeah and he was serious like, yeah for yeah a lot of he was not interested you just said he you was know? disinterested yeah he that. was too afraid i'm gonna drop this newborn in yeah. the head or whatever it may be it's scary yeah it,
0: i it, mean it think is. of how no just
2: no i've got a little <laughs> bit more frivolous like i admit whenever i carry her like the first week you know i'm acting like it's a like it's a glass bomb that i don't want to drop or something yeah. like that it but now you know i i'm not sitting there saying i'm very free with her but like i i take a little bit more li- i take some more liberties and things
0: yeah like, like i that. saw yeah. ashley carrying her with one arm and it's perfectly yeah. perfectly acceptable and mm-hmm. safe and you guys know what you're doing but to an outsider like me especially i i have zero experience with extremely young children yeah. uh, and 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 then obviously zero like zero experience with babies so yeah holding taken care of it's just such a foreign
2: concept to me and well life is different back to one of your questions that you started out with but i mean it is again it's cliche to say oh life is very different but it is tangibly different in the sense that like we can't even go to the store anymore You said that earlier. We couldn't go to Aldi. No, we can't. I mean, like, I have to go myself or Ashley has to go because we... Yes, we could put her in a car seat, but then... That's insane. We'd have to drag her into the store. And if she starts screaming bloody murder, like, we're the type of people that we're not comfortable with that. There are other people that are out there that are like, oh, I don't mind that and all that stuff. But we're not in that group. And so we don't want to... That's why we can't even go to restaurants right now because we're not comfortable with, you know, are, are we... Is she going to be crying or not? And a good example was like a couple of weeks ago, we made a field trip to... We see our financial advisor biannually and it was our time. So we went out we did take the baby because she wanted... Our advisor wanted to meet the baby and everything. Mm-hmm. So we did. And Paige slept the majority of the time during the actual <laughs> meeting, which was wonderful. But then well, you started talking about taxes and right. she started crying. This is correct. This is correct. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, but afterwards, our tradition, actually in my tradition is... Every time, because it's out in the Wexford area, and then we go to, like, the North Hills, where we used to. Yeah, our old stomping grounds. Yeah, and our tradition for four years now has been after we go see Jill, the advisor, we go to Chili's. And it might sound goofy, because there's a million other places you could probably go that are better. But due to Penn State Chili's, and, like, that was our tradition, we always kept going there. It's the closest one to us, believe it or not. There's not one in Washington or anywhere. So we always go to this place. And we were like, are we going to be able to go this year? And what we ended up doing, which it turned into a really nice and memorable memory, but we ended up saying, we're not comfortable taking Paige into the restaurant, so we ordered Chili's to-go, curbside service, and ate it in the Chili's parking lot,
0: in the car. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah.
2: That is definitely memorable. Yeah. Well, that see, Tara and I have had lots
0: of conversations about this, and you know, the future and everything, and we keep jokingly slash not jokingly saying like 35 but you can't plan for anything because you don't know what god has in stores in store for you but you know ideally we would like to have that that time the same way that you and ashley did i mean you were married when you were how old um 2012 so it would be what 24 you were 24 and now you're so 30 are you 31 i'm 31 now Ooh. okay so. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah so you're uh yeah, you, you and Ashley had a, a long time that you were married, just the two of you, yeah, you know, well, and
2: that's super awesome. Studies actually show, and I don't like to be one of those people that are like, studies actually, actually show. show? <laughs> but I've actually looked it up, and none of your listeners would probably... Well, maybe some, if any, are from Blackhawk. Oh, Jason yeah. Ferrone. a okay. teacher at Blackhawk, was actually the there are one People one who know this him. like 15 years ago, and it was a brain checkpoint for me. I never forgot it. Nice. Yes. But he was telling me that he and his wife specifically waited to have children for a a couple different reasons, but it aligns with this statistic that I'm about to tell you. The couples that actually stay married uh, for a prolonged period of time before having children. Now, what you define that as is, I I would probably say anywhere from four to seven years, as opposed to many couples who either already are pregnant when they get married or when they get married they have children immediately which there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm just simply stating that studies show that if you are married for a prolonged period of time before having children it it drastically decreases your chances of getting divorced especially when your children go to college because the reasoning behind it which is very sound reasoning to me You know and have a life together with no children for a prolonged period of time. So you've been there, you've done that, you've experienced it, you know what it is. Then you go ahead and have children, however many you may have, and then 18 years later when they go off to college and you become empty nesters, you go back and revert, even subconsciously, to that relationship you had pre-children. There's no learning curve. The flip side to that is for those couples, again, nothing wrong with it, but for those couples who get married and immediately have children, all they know is children life throughout their marriage so actually when they have empty nest time they lose it it's it's disrupted it's 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 a disruption yeah yeah and it it often that's really fascinating yeah it's a real thing wow so i've always been proud of that and jason ferrone was the one who also said that he was like he was with his wife for eight years or whatever it was before they had children when the children moved out it was like they went right back to how things were. He's a wise man. I trust him.
0: Yeah. I like it.
2: Yeah. Wow, that's – what's your uh, – okay, so
0: I might be answering for you. Your best moment since Paige was born was probably looking into her eyes for it, the first it, time.
2: It, it was. It was. How about um,
0: uh, let, let's do another great moment. No, doesn't have I, to be I, best. No, those, those are hard to answer on the spot.
2: Um, it's, it's honestly probably – the answer to that question is not my best – well, my best moment was seeing – Dad and Reitz, our father and mother, and my in-laws, Jim and Joanne, seeing her, interacting with her, and just the immaculate amount of joy that they now have in their lives because of her. Rita is smitten. Oh, Rita is is beside (laughs) herself with just, yeah, Yeah. just joy, and that is, that's so cool. So yeah, I mean, indirectly, it's really, really wonderful for me to see how happy they are, and like, for your listeners, my wife is an only child, and so you can imagine you know how happy they are because right now this is their first grandchild and you know with Ashley being an only child they don't have any other this was it yeah yeah. (laughs) so um and just because I'm probably older and a little further in life this is why I had a child before you just because that's how life has panned out and so needless to say for for dad and reets I mean it's their first as well so that's probably been the other coolest that's, thing that's that's a great call i mean i i
0: the reason i just said Rita's smitten is just before they left here we're at more at michael's house right now and, and dad and rita were here and just before they left Paige was asleep on rita's chest and it was just like she was just in love yeah. it's a completely different kind of love yeah. though it was it was really really cool so even if this is trivial or is silly, it's like, oh, I woke up at three in the morning and I couldn't get back to sleep. What's been the worst moment?
2: Um, it's, that's honestly it. So having this benefit of, um, again, for the listeners, like I work for a company that offers a, a truly a remarkable is an understatement, but it's an unbelievable benefit that I have received six weeks of fully paid paternity leave, um, no questions asked, and it doesn't affect my personal or vacation days, and Mm -hmm. there are not many companies that offer that.
0: And it should be a thing.
2: uh, I I don't (laughs) disagree. I mean, but luckily I'm at a company that does this. And so I'm answering your question in the sense that I've now had six weeks off. I'll go back to work a week from this coming Monday, but I don't know how fathers let alone mothers but i don't know how fathers mm-hmm. and other people who don't have this time block off do it because i am sleep deprived and yes like the cliche thing about you know being up at three in the morning yeah that happens and all of a sudden normally an early morning for me is okay it's 5 30 or 6 i have to get up well no now all of a sudden like my previous life i would love to play video games you know, a couple nights a week, and I might you do me it both, one brother. or two. The, I know, and one <laughs> or two in the morning. And uh, I love Resident Evil too. Yeah, and um, he's a, he's another uh, yeah, another junkie. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, seriously, all of a sudden, if you're going to bed at one or two in the morning, the baby's getting up. All of a sudden, it's an objective fact. You're you're not going to sleep. You're going to be awake for you're the toast. next hour, not playing video games. You're going to be doing it, holding this baby, and potentially hearing her you know, crying and, you know, acting like the Antichrist. So it's just, yeah.
0: it's unbelievable. It's the second and, Antichrist <laughs> reference today.
2: Do you love, yeah. do you love Paige? <laughs> no, I, I do that just to make people yeah. smile. But like there are, I've seen it with Ashley and I've seen it myself. So another real quick fact is when we were getting discharged from the hospital, the nurse had to put us through like the paces and we had to sign some things. We had to say yes and no to like some things where, you know, they would read off a paper verbatim. And the nurse was like, if you ever feel the need to hurt this baby or if you ever feel the need to, you know, if you can't take it anymore or whatever, you need to call this number and they're going to talk you off the ledge. Wow, that's, that's and intense. when I heard that, I was truly, I was like, who in God's name would ever call this number? Why could it ever get to be this bad? And I'm not going to sit there and say we ever caught it or <laughs> anything, but I will say there have been like four or five nights in the past month plus since she's been born where it might be two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and she is screaming the proverbial bloody murder, yeah. and there's nothing we can do. We, I mean, I'm not sure if it's even colic, a part of colic or not, but um, like the diaper's changed. She's fed. She's well clothed, meaning the temperature's not off. She doesn't have – we can't figure out anything that's wrong. And this isn't just a cry. <coughs> it's it's a scream. And it happens for... It has gone on. At, there was one night, and she did that for four hours straight. And it's not like she did a pause, and then she st- She screamed for four hours straight. And by the end of it, Ashley was, like, on another planet. She was not the person I married. <laughs> and I made mean, sure, like, I can't fucking stand that. This is insane. Yeah. And I was like, while... Nothing would ever happen. I understand why they asked the question yeah, now. Because you know there what? might be somebody that's not as sane and haven't There's been a, able to keep it together dude, and as, they might lose it.
0: As sick as it is, I mean, how many times do you read about stuff like that? And that's that's a lot, that's some really personal stuff and thank you for sharing that. But yeah, that's that's really intense. It and
2: is. and I, we were prepared through a lot of advice, like, you know, having a wonderful family and, and having to get tight knit in in my fortunate case I have so many huge colleagues. support system. Oh, my colleagues, they threw a gigantic party for me. They've been texting me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking to the tune of like 25 people, and mm-hmm. it's been just wonderful. I'm very humbled by it. It's wonderful. But they've all given a lot of advice. And so, since the theme of your podcast is this baby and everything, or fatherhood and whatnot, I don't know if some of you will find this entertaining, but I actually think that the number one best piece of advice that i have received thus far is to don't not listen to anyone's advice. Hold on, you said don't not listen, aka I, I, do I, I, no i i okay. that's why i corrected myself. Don't listen? The best piece of advice i received I like was it. to not listen to anyone's advice. I, I like that. And the reason being is everybody's got an opinion which is to, and i'm not everybody's saying everybody's got an asshole and too. I appro- this is true. <laughs> but it's interesting because we've had so many people reach out, we've had so many people tell us things And if it's 3 in the morning, we've had conversations where it's like, well, A, B, and C people told us this. Well, no. X, Y, and Z people told us that. And in a weird way, it actually causes stress because we hear so many conflicting pieces of advice where the best piece of advice was like, as long as you guys have your head on your shoulders, you're not idiots. You're not ever going to call that number. Yeah. Like, you're going to figure it out. And you're going to be okay. you You have your partner with you. Yeah. you have like you
0: said you have good heads rational heads on your shoulders and as as weird as this is this this applies all the way through you know it applies into childhood and then adolescence and then adulthood and then up until you die everybody's different and that includes babies yep. babies are different yep. uh i talked to dad the other day because i remember he always he said that one of us was a saint in public and the other one was a <laughs> bastard yeah. and i was the screamer in public and you were like a saint and i also drove mother crazy so that's another thing i don't know but that's it's, right. she
2: drove us crazy yeah she, ret- she returned the
0: favor later on in life but yeah that's uh everybody's different and that's i think telling saying to not necessarily take advice or at least you know you you can you know, I'm
2: not saying you. You get the point. Take a no, note. Yeah. saying it's don't not a verbatim advice, or it's
0: it's it's not an absolute truth Correct. that you have to abide by, and then you feel like you're doing Correct. something wrong if it doesn't work. Right. right. That's that's so really good. Not,
2: I don't say that like so. If I were to have somebody walk up right here and give me advice, I'm not going to listen to it. Right. Like the contrary, but it's just like. We're going to figure it out. Use the stuff you think that works for you, the stuff that doesn't. Don't fret. Don't yeah, sweat the
0: there skills. might not be an answer that was already given to you. You might have to figure it out on your own, and that would be extremely common, right. I would say. Right. That's that's very good advice. Yeah. You know, we uh, that was really awesome, Meg Mog. Thank you for joining us on this, but we're not quite done yet because no. we have a little bit of time left. That's fine. Um, I did want to point out we're recording out in Michael's... Uh, newly built fire pit which is amazing so if you hear some wonderful ambient noise i hope you're enjoying it we're recording it outside there's frogs and shit and (laughs) also we never did the drinks this is like the first chp
2: but i figured you knew what you were doing Uh, hey you
0: know i michael this is uh this is uh i was nervous to ask you because i wasn't sure if you'd be down and i'm so glad you did because i got to tell you you're a natural you 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 opened up and you're good at this so good I was sort of just, you know, flying by the seat of my pants here, but yeah, we we have a drink and it's actually a proprietary migmog drink that he's been doing and it's kind of like a ghetto whipped together. It's yeah. only it's only two ingredients, so technically it's a mixed drink. It's not a cocktail. But would you It's not fancy. I did come up with the name though.
2: This is true. So it's like I love mule. Moscow mules in general, which most know is like it's ginger beer, it's it's vodka. Normally either lime juice or a lime, um, there's different variations on it, but that's normally the base Moscow Mule. I've been drinking that a lot lately. Well, whenever I have a drink, which is like once a year. But, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But anyways- <laughs> A I, few I, times I re- a <laughs> year. Yeah, I, I really enjoy those though. And when my dad comes over, uh, he really likes them as well. So I've started to make them. Well, I looked one day, we've been, as Alex and Tara now know, we, we built a bar in our basement and I've been thinking more about alcohol and like what do I want to buy and stock it with and all this stuff. And I went to our current dry bar and I looked at the different kinds of vodka and I just said, you know what? We have this whipped vodka. Uh, it's almost like whipped cream vodka. And I everybody you, knows. Yeah. And I bet you that would be really, really good. So I just, I simply swapped out the Tito's and, and tried some whipped cream vodka and, um, it's a sweet drink, without a doubt, because it's it's whipped cream vodka. But um, I think it's I re- I really enjoy it. My dad wants it in his veins, like in an IV. <laughs> I mean, he drinks them all the time. And so, when Alex showed up, he coined it a whipped mule. It's so. it's
0: it's it's a sweet twist on a classic. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. And
2: Tara is
0: drinking some fascinating. It, it's called like Miller Light or something like that. It's yeah. It's, I don't know. You should Exotic. check it out. It's a really good, oh that's empty. You're killing us over there. Yeah. Well done, honey. You never cease to amaze me in more ways than one. Do you, want to, do you want to tell our listeners what we're going to do after this? Because it's something that you recommended earlier, and I don't want to deviate from the plan. Actually, there's. I want to do what you said and then do one additional thing. So let's take some guesses here.
2: Okay, well, before we, we had this fire going, we were like, do you want to go back out or not? And I had just suggested, or if you don't want to go back out to the fire, do you want to go upstairs to the loft and beat Goof Troop?
0: We're gonna play. We're gonna not only play, but we're gonna beat Goof Troop, which <laughs> that could take a little bit. We're not, we're not looking up any puzzles. And just so everybody knows this is a an SNES game with amazing music, yeah. and it's a it's a top down two D puzzle mm-hmm. puzzle game, and it's it's Disney. So you are Goofy and his son Max. Matt. No, I would not have come up with that. Thank you uh and and it's great you know you have to work to, you, you control two characters you can play a single player i think yeah yeah because there's like a you know a computer but it's way better if you work with a human uh, uh teammate and then you're solving these puzzles and it's it's a blast i think we can do it tonight okay. and then we should probably play a game of nba jam
2: that's a, a given. And, a give and I have
0: plan. to whoop your ass with Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> <Like that's, laughs> I just I have to drain like 23s my with dream Bill still, Clinton.
2: My, my dream is still, once I finish that basement, I'm, I'm absolutely going to keep my eye out for an NBA Jam arcade machine. And if it, it yeah. comes about in Pittsburgh, yeah. assuming it's not an astronomical price, I'm going to buy it.
0: Knowing you, even if it's astronomical, if it's <laughs> if it's at the right place at the right time, it's going to well, be in that basement. If it'll
2: make us all happy whenever you yeah. visit and whenever people come over. Then I'm all about it. Right
0: so. on, dude. <laughs> all right, Tara. But, what do you think? I have no thoughts. You have no thoughts. Um, which reference? Do you uh, you want to have kids? Seven years. Thirty-five. <laughs> <35? laughs>
1: If it's if it's written in the stars, if it is if it is then written, I'll, I'll deal with children as God. So gives say them we to
0: all. Us. So say we all. It is known. What other TV references for a woman that?
1: from a woman's perspective? The the process, the physical process <laughs> yeah. of birthing a child is daunting, mm. and it's terrifying. Terra-fying. I would be terrified. Yeah, terrified. Yeah.
0: To have a child. Yeah. I, I don't blame you at all. The
1: cutting, the implements, the tools. <laughs> the, the cutting. The she led skin. with the cutting. Yeah. There's, well, your, I mean, there's so much stuff going I mean, on with yeah, women's bodies. And, it, it's, and it's just, it's really scary. It's
2: different for every female. Of, of course it is. Yep. Like, but I mean, for Ashley, she actually came out of it and just said that the labor itself was not nearly as bad sure. as the week afterwards being home exactly
0: i i can believe that i mean you're numb from the waist down you know if you do if you do the drugs
2: name for what they had to do starts with an e it's not a she did my wife did not have a c-section but they did have to basically cut her a little bit downwards i'll say in order to make room for the baby to come out yep and it provided wonderful safe passage for the baby but i mean they 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 cut her yeah and she and they literally like after the baby was done if you think okay if that's not worse enough now she can go into recovery no she had to go into a mini surgery where they're mm-hmm. having to stitch her up and yeah. everything before they can even send her into recovery it's called
1: and an episiotomy
2: i think that is it that is it and so there's um, mom's a nurse okay <laughs> so uh, that was in, indeed <laughs> yeah. it and so i mean like now like as we sit here and speak uh you know she's much 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 better but she even said to, I mean, anybody who's been asking, she said the, the post-week was way worse than the actual delivery and labor.
0: I can totally believe that. Ten times over. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. Being a woman's not fair.
1: No, You We, really
0: we should, I don't understand. God, he'd made one other mammal that laid eggs. Alex? The platypus. Why can't we just well, shit yeah. out a tiny little egg? That'd be amazing.
1: I will say. Shit you, it out. If you read Genesis verbatim, Eve eating that forbidden fruit It's her fault God basically What a bitch Screwed oh. women for all eternity Because she ate the forbidden fruit And said you will have painful menstruation And painful childbirth Have fun Oh I'll call with her a bitch
0: women. <laughs> She she ruined everything Oh she did Yeah, For everybody <laughs> Wow
1: Would you Both Do it again And have a second child Sure
2: Absolutely I I, I can tell you right now I mean, unless maybe something... give it a couple weeks for Ashley to answer. Yeah, but yeah, at least, um, <laughs> no, I mean, you never know what's going to happen in the future. But like if we plan it as well as we can and hopefully as well mm-hmm. as we plan page to the best of our ability, we want there to be at least, you know, two to three years in between for a million different reasons. Mm-hmm. For what we're up against right now, we need time for the dust to settle and to raise page and to understand all that stuff. I actually use you and I, Alex, as almost like a barometer. Like, I think two and a half to three years in between siblings is a good... It's great, yeah. Yeah, and...
0: Um, you get I... to, you trailblaze for me. It's awesome. I see... I get to see what works and doesn't yeah. work. It's,
2: it's I great. see, like, you're running out of time here. No, but, no, like, no. There's, are... there's, there's not a timer. Oh, okay. I was just checking. Well, you're... Or my next-door neighbors here, and this is not a knock on them at all, but they are two or three years younger than us meaning i think they're like 28 29 or 29 30 or whatever they are now we just heard they're expecting their third child and can you imagine again like i don't know (laughs) what your demographic of listeners are and i am not knocking a thing for us personally that is absolutely not what we want for a million different reasons and so we are very very pleased with how we moved home to Pittsburgh, we got our feet, you know, sort of settled and everything between this house and every, and now we finally have this child. Yes, everything is nicely and by the grace of God fallen into place, but to answer your question again, yes, I, I, I do think that we would like to have a second child I can also tell you that based on deep conversations we have, which are not private in the sense like yeah, we do believe for us personally, two is our Two's minute. great. Two's great. We think it's a really nice number. It allows there to be a sibling. And, um, you know, but beyond that, it's, it's I, I, yeah. I think, you know, that's where we would want to go. And, and another, not to throw out another statistic, but it makes me laugh. Statistics apparently show from what I've heard that mothers of three are the most stressed mothers out there. That includes hmm. mothers of four and five. Mothers of three children are the most stressed. That's, that's really interesting.
0: I, I, I actually have a, a strange affinity for the number three. I, I, I love the number three. I try and group things in threes. I try and do things in threes. Mm-hmm. I love the number three. And three kids sounds great. But I agree. Tara and I, in our hypothetical conversations, in the hypothetical future... Two is the magic number.
2: I, I, I think so. I, I want mean, two boys, though. I, I, because I know you can. <laughs> and I know we don't, like, share uh, personal or intimate details on mm-hmm. this. But Well, Tommy and I do. I don't uh, want you to. That's fine. But I, I'm, I'm not going to throw anybody <laughs> under the bus. But, no. Um, there are four families that have been a part of my life in some capacity or another that I've either grown up with or I've been close enough that I can make this statement.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Where I know that there have been three children. And the middle child, which a lot of people, if you've ever heard of middle child syndrome or anything like that, the middle child is always a immaculate problem child. Hmm. Now, I am sure that for every example that I can offer uh, is a bad one. Somebody could come back and say, well, I know a family of three children and the middle child is wonderful well I, yeah of course I, i'm sure that's there's exceptions a case. to everyone but for my life and what i've seen and there's a couple really in particular where some of these middle children are, are literally criminals um you know <laughs> you know I, it's another reason where ashley and i because of our... is it where
0: we're from <laughs> yes. maybe
2: yeah i don't know yeah well after the podcast is over i'll tell you <laughs>
0: no i'm gonna guess i'm oh, gonna figure it out
1: man alex if you had, okay. if you if you both i had thought of one younger, of them well. if you both had a younger sibling yeah alex would be a criminal I feel like you would be a criminal.
0: I kind if, of if you am. Were in,
1: if you were in a trio and there was that, that stigma or, like, that, that pattern of the middle child being criminal, in, in I a, feel like it would be in
0: you. A, first of all, I've done criminal things before. Yes. And second of all, sense. if we got, like, philosophical, I still do some criminal things. Yes. Not <laughs> not legally criminal. It's just... I, Michael and I, uh, we might revisit, revisit uh, a conversation in the future sometime because I, r- I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. But Michael and I are as different as we are similar. <laughs> and do you know what I say to that? I say cheers. There you go. Because for the second episode in a row, variety is the spice of life. And Michael and I definitely embody that. Mm-hmm. But thank you for doing this with us here tonight, dude. Um, I love you, man. And uh, here's the page. I'll be too,
2: and cheers to Page.